Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. Good evening. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah, just hanging out for the afternoon. I went out, took a little walk this morning. and I saw. And got a got a nice ram this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a nothing with big horns and nothing. Got a pulled one actually this yep. morning. Got one one of them cold ones. No, actually, yeah. him out of the, the funny thing is, I just yeah. hopped on Go Wild and I saw it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that thing out of there. Are they common? Ah, uh, they you know, unfortunately, they're becoming a little more and more common. Gotcha. You know. Most of guys are out there just looking for horns, looking for horns, and they pass those guys up, and they're out there bringing the youth. And, yep. And they're yeah, and they, I think even even the the rams themselves don't like they pass them up. They don't view them as a threat, I guess. Okay. Because they don't see those horns. Mm-hmm. I I and, and that's just our kind of observation because yeah. we i mean we we've, we've seen them like a couple of weeks ago we were out there and they were rutting pretty hard and and or fighting and you know so all the horned rams are out there fighting and the cold ram is over there bringing the youth and it's like <laughs> you know i mean <laughs> it's, it's like they don't you know by the time they and sheep are quick by the time the other rams notice what's going on it's too late and yeah these are spread that you, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We we see that a lot. <laughs> um, pole jeans are uh, it's a strong yeah. gene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then some areas they get kind of deformed. Like they'll they'll grow this tiny little like Princess Leia kind of <laughs> hair horns. You know, real tight curls and pretty ugly looking. Gotcha. They're unique. <laughs> Something mm-hmm. to look at. And they eat, they eat, they eat as good as the, the rest do. So there you go. You know that's not really a problem. Mm-hmm. How's everything going over there? Oh, pretty good. Yeah, I enjoy listening to your podcast. It's, well, good. I'm glad. Yeah, I like that whole mountain cur or cur dog kind of series that you got going on. That was, that was yeah, fun to hear all all those people. A lot of those people I. Not a lot, but a few of those people I've talked to and mm-hmm. I've met, and like Robert, I've met Robert. Okay. Stacy and the Bargers are like family. Mm-hmm. I, you know. <laughs> I knew when he said that about sending dogs to Hawaii, like you came to mind because I knew you had Bargers. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I the only kinda, guy here. I just kind of chuckled. I'm like, I at least know one of the guys if, you, if you've sent them to more than one. <laughs> No, I'm the only guy that he sent them to. Okay. And um, it, it, it's actually co- quite a kind of a cool story on how I, how I met them. And uh, my, my wife and I were going to Nashville for the um, National Wild Turkey Federation conference, you know, mm-hmm. the big conference. Yeah. once a year I'm in and I I'm I'm into dogs 
I'm just into hunting with dogs. Uh, you know, I, I got a few hog dogs here. I got a couple of uh, bird dogs. I, you know, I, I just enjoy watching dogs work and listening to dogs work. And oh. and and I, I used to uh, subscribe to Full Cry. And I, you know, and I went that before we got over to that uh, to Tennessee, I, I looked, you know, and went through some of the ads and I, and I called and I emailed, and this is when email first was kind of starting. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I tried to email, I, I emailed a whole bunch of different breeders that were advertising in Tennessee and, mm-hmm. you know, with the hopes to maybe here in Hawaii, nobody has any cur dogs or yeah. now they kind of, now they do, but I've never heard of a fight. Yeah. I never, I never heard. You know, I've never seen one here. I never saw a, a true mountain cur dog. You know, and I wanted to, you know, hopefully go and see somebody. Well, I called a bunch of different breeders over there that was in the full cry and and people who were uh, doing the columns and whoever had phone numbers. Well, Bill Barger was the only one that called me back. Oh wow! He's he, he's the only guy that called me back. And we went over and, you know, they're two hours out of Nashville, mm-hmm. two and a half hours. Uh, we made it a point to drive over there, uh, met Bill and Miss Rita for the first time, went around, looked at all the dogs, um, just spent a couple hours just in the afternoon there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I, I saw those little dogs and it's like, man, they, they, they reminded me of, the dogs my grandfather used to have okay. back, you know, back when he was hunting, and he's pretty much who who I I think I got the the hunting bug <laughs> from. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, my dad uh, he's not a real big hunter. I mean, he hunted. I mean, everybody here hunt, hunted at one point. You know, it, it was a subsistence thing too, oh, right? Yeah. And but. Yeah, it just reminded me of those little dogs. We, you know, we call them poi dogs over here. They're just a mixed bred dog. They got, you know, who knows what in them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw those dogs and I was like, man, those are cool dogs. I, you know, I'd like to get some. And and so we we started to go to the conference like every other year. And every every time we went back there, we went to visit the bargers. Uh, so the second time, you know, I obviously went Mr. Barger took me out squirrel hunting and and got to see what how how the the dogs work and what you know all of that and and they've just the, the family has just become like our extended family over there I mean they're yeah. just really right on kind of people I mean just down to earth and and, and Bill was a like an encyclopedia, like Stacy said in yep. that podcast. He, you know, if if you were talking with him, he he would for sure. I mean, he knew everything <laughs> about all of these dogs. All I mean, he knew. Yeah, and he could bring he could bring those dogs up out of his his memory bank there, and it, it was he was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I really miss him. Uh, yeah, yeah. I really wish I would have been but, able to talk to him because I mean, it just sounds amazing. And yeah. I've met people oh. like that, and 
it, I'm just in awe. While I do remember dog stuff a lot more than other things, <laughs> I can't say I'm I'm quite that sharp. Right. I, I mean, yeah. I, I can remember a, a lot of them, and I can remember, you know, like even when you, you were talking with Robert and, uh, oh, who was the other guy that you were just talking with? And they were naming out these names, you know, Savages Cody and, and all of those, those, uh, what are those other, the little fights that are the, the River Run Dogs. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Bill would just ramble those things out and just, I mean, this, you know, this dog <laughs> is out of this dog who's out of that dog and that dog. And yeah, and it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. But yeah, um, we do a little bit of hog hunting here in Hawaii. and um, well, That's why I wanted to get you on here because I just think it's super cool that you guys hog hunt. That you, I mean, you do a lot of hunting that I would have yeah. never realized was there was in Hawaii, but, um, why don't you introduce right. yourself real quick? So, <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my name is Willie Joe Kamara. I'm a lifelong resident of the big Island of Hawaii. I was born and raised here in a little town called Ahualoa, um, right outside of Honoka'a for about 40 minutes right smack in the middle of the town of Hilo and, and Kailua Kona, which is uh, most people would recognize Kona as, as the Bill Fish, Bill Fish capital, you know, where, okay. where all the big, big marlin come from. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we, we do hog hunt. We, we have all kinds of game here. Yeah. Um, I guess a little bit of history on the, on the pigs and the hogs here. I mean, most most people on the mainland don't really realize what we have here and, and as far as game and mm-hmm. and all of that um yeah cause all we pigs, see all we see are beaches and coconuts right. and coconut trees <laughs> yeah <laughs> right you know and, and right, well, uh the luau's like you know you flip to an infomercial about hawaii we're not seeing any sheep and goats mm-hmm. and hogs right but you see the luau right yep there's so pigs Right, and so the pollen when 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 the Polynesians or or these people from Polynesia, they first or what they think they they first come over to the Hawaiian Islands like fifteen hundred years ago, like in the year four hundred mm-hmm. is when they came. They they've had those voyages where they they left Polynesia and 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 down there in the Marquesans and stuff. And they, and they come out here and when they came, they, they brought these pigs with them. Yeah. So these, a lot of these pigs or these pigs go back and they've, they have done, uh, genetics on them mm-hmm. and they have confirmed that they are still descendants of those pigs that came over with the, with the Polynesians. They, yeah. they're, a part of their culture. I mean, there was there was nothing here when before man was here. You know, there was there was nothing here really for them to eat. So they yeah. had to bring all the, their food with them. Mm-hmm. There was a bunch of little birds and um, and just trees and 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 forage. But there wasn't much here. There we don't have any native mammals. 
yeah. here. Except the only one is the bat and the monk seal. Hmm. You know, interesting. Um, yeah, there, there's only not the only one. The only two actually. I, I knew um, there was very limited, but I wasn't. I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was that. Limited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so these these pigs have been here since the Hawaiians have been here. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, before they were even called Hawaiians. You know, and they're 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 part of the culture. They're obviously um, sacred to the Hawaiian culture you know they 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 dance the in their hulas and their prayers and everything that they they were you know the, the pigs are all part of that they're in they're mm-hmm. in their religion and culture i guess cool the easy way for me to explain it yeah um, and you know i mean obviously they went went loose in the forest and um went out and started living there uh, the rest of the mammals, like the the sheep and the the goats, um, the deer on there's Axis deer on Maui and Molokai and Lanai, that came later. That mm-hmm. that came after um, the uh, Captain Cook, after you know Western man okay. came. Well, funny, um, you know, you're, you're talking about just uh, the Polynesians bringing pigs, even Europeans as they traveled the world they carried right. sheep goats and pigs and they would drop mm-hmm. them off on islands around the world because Correct. they're very prolific they can live on almost anything and that way when they mm-hmm. came back from wherever they were going they could stop and have a food source <laughs> exactly and that's exactly what happened here yep. um you know they they brought these animals here same with the with the cattle the, you know the Vancouver came over, he brought some cattle, gave it to the king, uh, Kamehameha, and the the king actually put a kapu, which is like, nobody could harvest them. Okay. It, it was, it was for him and he, and that was it. And they raised them up in, right here on this island, actually, mm-hmm. is where they first dropped them off. And, and, Sooner or later, they became, like you say, they're pretty prolific. So they were, you know, running through the forest and <laughs> lands, and there was uh, hundreds or thousands of them. And that's where, you know, they had to kind of go and get the some Mexican vaqueros to come <laughs> over and help the home, teach yeah. them how to, you know, pretty much be cowboys. And that's where the Paniolo started, right? That's <laughs> awesome. Know? But yeah, I mean, there's a huge ranching history here in Hawaii. Um, it's funny. I went know. to school for beef production, and I never knew that there was cattle in Hawaii until I went to college. And yeah. we, we, in school, like, my professor was like, yeah, one of the largest uh, beef farms in the nation, like, this mm-hmm. is actually in Hawaii. And I was like, wait, and, like, and it wasn't only me. Like, there's a bunch of us who were like, wait a minute, there's cows in Hawaii? <laughs> Once again, yeah, we go well, back to this this idea of, right. It's just this tropical paradise. That's all it is, and there's nothing else there. Right. It's volcanoes and, and beaches. Right. Most people do, don't, you know, associate Hawaii with with cattle. But yeah, yeah, we have uh, Parker Ranch, who's on this island, uh, and at one point it was the second largest privately owned 
ranch in the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it it's gotten a little smaller now. They sold off a little bit of property here and there, but but yeah, it <laughs> it's it's a huge ranch. It's yeah. over a hundred thousand acres. You know, I mean, it's a it's a it's a big ranch. Mm-hmm. And there's Definitely. there's hogs, there's sheep and goats and cattle and everything all out there, all on those ranch lands. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I you know I I grew up uh, in this little town, and it wasn't much for us to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, it was an hour drive to go into to Hilo or Kona if you wanted to go watch the movies or anything. We, you know, we had a little theater in town here that showed one movie on only on the weekends yeah. <laughs> and sugarcane sugarcane was the was the major thing here mm-hmm. it's whatever you know everybody worked at the sugarcane plantation and, okay. and everything and that's kind of where i started mm-hmm. really hunting hogs is in those sugarcane fields yeah and um sure the sugarcane name, farmers hate them yeah well not, I don't know if they really hated them. I mean, they, you know, they 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 damaged the bunch. Um, you know, a lot of these the hate for these animals have have become more and more as of lately. I mean, okay. those, these animals have, were part of you know when there was there was a big strike back in the fifties, and I mean these people people lived off of these hogs and mm-hmm. and these animals that were out there, you know, and they, they traded and, you know, some of the guys, not everybody hunted, but people who hunted would go out and catch pork and, you know, deliver to the people in town. And I mean, it, you know, it, it, it more and more as of lately, it, it seems to be a, where people just have this, hate for them but okay. you know it, it just it seems like that's kind of man man made almost yeah it, um that's a battle we have here i mean we have the most endangered species on in on the endangered species list in the united states right i mean we're the united states endangered species capital over here we've got all these birds that are endangered all kinds of plants that are endangered um so yeah the environmentalists they they are having a heyday over here. I mean, they're they're wanting to get rid of all our like yeah. all of them, you know. And it's 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 tough. It's it's a battle that we we kind of battle with pretty much daily here. Yeah, you know, just trying to trying to keep them keep some here for us to hunt and yeah. enjoy. It's it's yeah. crazy. Like I guess you don't think about like like I said here. In the continental United States, where we just don't think about Hawaii for the most part, you know, we kind of write right. Hawaii off as a tourist trap, whatever. Right. But uh, right. it's crazy to think about it. Like, and I just never realized, like I said, a that that all you had game animals. B the ecological conflict of it, and that your environmentalists mm-hmm. want all the non-native species gone, but then you've got natives like you that rely mm-hmm. on those non-native species but you guys rely on them for recreation Correct. for food for and so yeah it's kind of a 
an interesting mm-hmm. dynamic. <laughs> it is, and how do you how do you balance that? Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 tough. It's it's tough. Um, you know the pigs. Like I said, the pigs came with when the pretty much when the when the Hawaiians came here, they brought those. So there is there in my eyes, they're as as native or as and they're the same. They they came the same time as the as the Hawaiians did, right? So they, yeah. they they're just as as native as as you could call the as the people. Hawaiian, you know, yep. as the race, the people. Yeah, um, but yet they don't have that kind of uh, you know they don't have that that kind of clout. Mm-hmm. So they're at the chopping block as as much as everything else, yeah. you know. And you know, I I do understand the science part of that too. You know, with the birds and mm-hmm. and all of that. So it's yeah, it is tough. Definitely. Yeah. Well, let's get into but, yeah, a little it, more about hog hunting because how I want us to know. I've hog hunted once here. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in North Carolina on a boat in a swamp, bunch of hounds and a big <laughs> catch dog. So I have a general idea of how a lot of hog hunting uh-huh. here works, and I've talked to some other hog hunters. And but what's right. it look like in Hawaii? Well, here it there's it, just like anywhere there's you know everybody has their own um, their own way of wanting to, to catch these hogs, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. Some people like those cat dogs. We call them, you know, grabbing dogs. But they, you know, I personally like to hunt with bay dogs that okay. just, you know, go find them, stop them, bay them up. I'll go over there. You know, I I I hunt a little bit in the ranch land, so it's it's open country where we can get a rope on them and and choo- pick and choose what which ones we want to kill. Okay. Um. You know, we don't we don't necessarily kill everyone that we bay up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we castrate up the, the boars and and you know, and then, but yet there's those thick, lush forests that we hunt in also. Um, and sometimes the bay dogs don't do quite as well. You need kind of a rough, uh, like a real gritty type bay dog. Mm-hmm work best in those forests those those hogs are hunted they're hunted hard there's somebody hunting them every week sometimes multiple times a week right i mean multiple days there's a lot of hunters here Mm -hmm. um and a lot of pressure yeah they get pressured they they run you know i the one thing i i hunted in tennessee with a friend there and the one big difference that I see is like over here, over there, when you hit a sow and her babies, she'll, I mean, they'll all bunch up together, stay there and like protect their babies from the dogs. Mm-hmm. Over here, they, the babies are like, you're on your own, man. I mean, they're, <laughs> they scattered. those sows are gone. Yeah. They, they scattered. I mean, they like, yeah, they, they don't, mm. they don't protect the baby. They, they get out of there. It's, it's almost like, you know, we can make more. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out. Um, so, you know, I, I grew up with, with Catahoulas. I, I raised Catahoulas 
for a few years. Um, I'm a, pretty much all out of them right now. I don't have any cattle. I, I kind of changed over to these barger dogs and I got a couple of bargers and I started a, a friend of mine got a, got a little dag terrier okay. over here and he, he was wanting to try. And so we, we crossed that barger onto that dag terrier and, and those, we did that cross twice now and then took some of those babies and crossed it on another just another one of his friends hunting dogs which is just a, a poi dog pretty much just a, okay. a mixed bred Heinz 57 yeah. kind of a dog um, they're they're doing really well I, okay. I, I'm really liking them uh, you know the barger dog got the the drive and the hunt and I mean of course the jack terriers are like little Tasmanian mm-hmm. devils or yep. I mean, those things I mean they're just they're not <laughs> I mean they're they are a, they are tiny but they are about as greedy as a bulldog I mean they are oh, yeah are greedy I've talked and, to a few people about them here lately and I, they're just more dog than I than I would want at least at this point in my life yeah yeah I, I mean they they're cool little dogs. I mean, and, and, and they're really kind of pack oriented. If that's the right way to say it, um, uh, like they're good in your kennel mm-hmm. with your dog. Yeah. But the, I mean, I know the pure one, I mean, even like just the breeder, I got a AI or, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't bring, you can't bring another dog next to her. She just gotcha. wants to eat it. Jeez. She, yeah. She's just <laughs> intense. Nasty. But yet, at home, I go over to the house and everything. I mean, she's, a, she's not, like, going to bite you and she's not a mean dog mm-hmm. by that, in that means. But, yeah, they just don't like other, other dogs coming near them. I, I don't know what the deal is with that. But, anyway, they just want to kill everything. But... So now we're, I'm kind of into those, and and they're working out pretty good. I, cool. You know, guys I hunt with still have some catahoulas and and just some other crosses, and and it's all good. And like I said, I I it don't matter breed really mm-hmm. for me as, as long as they go out there and be a hog, and I get to hear them barking in the forest or out there in the field. It I, I love it, and yeah, you know, same with coon hunting or squirrel hunting over there. I mean, I just, I enjoy it. I, you know, um, basically, you know, we got to walk. Uh, there's, there's not a lot of roads to, to go run roads and okay. stuff. So most of our hunting is, is all day walking, mm-hmm. you know, you get up, you drive for an hour, hour and a half, get to the forest that you're going to go hunt in today and get out and just just start walking you know there there's a few trails that, that like you got the main trail that you walk up and then you just make circles off of the trails and stuff like that the, the forest have a lot of our a lot of like a couple of places that i grew up hunting in as a teenager and through high school and stuff i i hardly ever go there now it's just full of invasive plants that 
like the ginger and and hmm. uh, there's a the strawberry guava by V. It's called, um, and it just it it grows like hair, and it I mean you can't hardly get through there. Jeez. You know it's so thick, and you get your dogs in there, and and it's going to take you forever to go get them. And, mm-hmm. I mean it's it's not always the easiest hunting. <laughs> it's it's we have some tough areas to hunt. You know, um, I, I thought I wanted to come hunt with you, but uh, now you're making me reconsider. <laughs> we, we we have some easier mountains, of course, uh, you know, but they're further away from where I live. Ah, you know, gotcha. which is, but, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little older and wiser, I guess. So I, I start, <laughs> you know, weighing out the, well, you know, it's going to take me a little longer to drive over there, but at least, I can enjoy my day of yeah. walking through the forest and, and the, and the pigs don't, aren't as pressured in some of these other areas. So they don't run as much. And, you know, you yeah. have, it's, it's a, it's a, it's more of a fun day to hunt. Yeah. You know, you know, you, if you hit one or two pigs and, and, and they don't just leave town every time you hit them. So that's kind of the other thing with these dogs is, you know, I like a dog that'll, if those hogs run, they're going to chase them for, you know, 15 minutes and come back. I mean, okay. they, I, you know, the, the really houndy type dog, we, we just lose them. Yeah. I mean, it's big country. Um, and if they, you know, I, I can't be there just waiting for a dog all day. I mean, I'll sit there all day long. It's not. And I mean, that's, it, it's thick for it. So the dogs have a hard time catching up with these hogs once they're, once they're, you know, a yep. hundred, 200 yards ahead of them. You know, what I've seen in Tennessee and stuff, the, the, the forests are a lot more open. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you know, like places down in Florida and, and down out even you know on the coast and stuff i'm i know that there's there's places that are as thick if not thicker than ours mm-hmm. and i'm sure those guys have the kind of the same kind of a theory behind that because yeah i mean it's it's nice so we like a, a silent dog also okay i was gonna you ask know, you that. like i said those open dogs back when the sugar cane was here we we hunted with open or semi open dogs sometimes because a lot of times they're they those hogs wouldn't stop and and we'd have to kind of intercept them. Okay. It was almost like a drop almost, right? Mm-hmm. So it was nice to know where where they were heading and you know where they were coming. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the first dogs I hunted with, uh, Catahoula cross dog, and he was semi like he, after he hit the hog he would just give a, a bark every minute or so i mean just just a just a arf, and that was it you know he was pretty quiet mm-hmm. but he'd let you know where he was going and and or where when he was coming right and, yep. and he wasn't my dog he was my my friend who i pretty much learned how to hunt with it was his dog and and he was a great dog that that guy a lot of hogs in the yeah. game and 
and he'd put them, you know, he wasn't one that would just run them down the road. He'd, he'd go and, and find the track that he wanted to run. And he'd put that dog on that track and he'd run that hog, you know, and nice. he, he didn't catch them all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, most, most of the, the races ended up, you know, missing, missing the opportunity to, <laughs> a lot of times you got to shoot them as they come across the road. Right. And, yep. you know, and, but, but that, that was a heck of a dog. And he had a, a pit bull dog that was his partner. And that, that dog would stay with him. And I mean, you would never, you wouldn't think that, a, that, that pit bull would have that kind of nose and, and drive to stay with the race, but he, he'd stay with him for, that dog would, would stay with it for a couple hours. I mean, he'd, he'd stay with it. Oh, he when he was, they... I, I, I started hunting with him as he was kind of older okay. already, but I guess he was younger. He he would chase him for half a day. I mean, he'd go until that hog could barely run, and he'd go until he stopped him. You know, mm-hmm. but he might be a few miles from where he started. Jeez. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so, so you, a, you got have a lot of like crossbred dogs and a lot mm-hmm. of catahoulas. Like, so you don't do you have a lot of like different breeds that you could choose from? Like, what's it look like as far as so say tomorrow you wanted to get, get something different. Do you have- right. So so that is that is the big challenge here, right? We're we are a rabies free state. Okay. We don't have rabies. Um and and it's gotten a little easier in the past maybe four or five years. Um that that regulations have changed a little bit. It it didn't ease up as far as what needs to be done uh, before you can get a dog here, but the timing has shortened. Okay. It used to be that that I mean, it's always the dog needs to have had. If you don't want it to go to a four month quarantine, which is only on Oahu at this point, um, so you know, like if I bought a puppy mm-hmm. from you over there you can send me that puppy tomorrow but i'm not going to be able to see it for four months it's 120 um, you know and of course you pay for that right there's a couple grand so basically um you can do all the all the prelim stuff before it comes over but still i'm not going to see a pup until he's about eight or nine months old oh wow um, they need to have two rabies vaccines in their lifetime. And, you know, you can't give them the first one until they're at least three months old. So now you got a three-month-old pup, you give them the first rabies, you wait one month, you give them the second one. So now you're already four months in. And then usually what we recommend at that, that my work is that they, I'm, I'm a veterinary technician ever. Okay clinic here um is that you wait at least two weeks or 10 10 to 14 days after that second vaccine just to make sure that your vaccine is working and and then you got to do a blood test and send that out to kansas state and to check the titers to make mm-hmm. sure that pretty much your vaccines are working okay from when the lab receives that vaccine it used to be 120 days before that dog could come over here 
you know, as long as his titers was high enough. Yeah. Now that's down. Now it it's shortened to thirty days now. Okay. So it 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 took three months off of that. Mm-hmm. It's still a long period. You know, you're still looking at seven, eight months old Jeez. to get a pup here. But you know, so it's it's difficult to, it's to get a lot of you know, yeah. So when I brought my bargers, I I, I could afford to bring two of them over. Mm-hmm. Um, now the challenge after this COVID thing that I've been hearing with all our clients is that the airlines aren't shipping them. Oh, okay. The COVID thing started. They you know they stopped that, and none of that has come back Jeez. on board that I've heard of yet. Like you gotta, if you're flying with the dog, you can get it on the plane with you. Mm-hmm. But you know, I didn't go over to Tennessee to pick up my dogs. I just had Mr. Barger put them on Delta and yeah. ship them over to me cargo. Mm-hmm. And there's none of the domestic airlines are doing cargo pets any at this point. Mm. So hopefully that that's going to change in the next year or so. Because yeah, yeah, like my friend with the Jag Terrier, he has a mail over in Arkansas that that's that's waiting to come over and he can't get them over here, you know? So, I mean, it's got all his rabies stuff done. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, most of the guys here now that hunt, you know, they hunt with, I mean, there's, you name it, everything under the sun. I've hunted with a guy who had like poodle crosses. (laughs) And I mean, he he had really good dogs. I mean, he caught a lot of hogs. Yeah. And, and, uh, I hunted with him. He, he used to hunt on, on the, take the mules in to the valleys. And those dogs would ride in one of those big military duffel bags, you know, those big, <laughs> uh, yeah. duffel bag. And he'd, mm-hmm. he'd set that duffel bag down and tell that dog, come on. And the dog would go head first in, spin around. And face back out, and he pinched that duffel bag kind of around the neck, and <laughs> and and put one on each side of the saddle horn, one on each side of the mule, and they'd ride, they'd ride in through the valley because it was you know a few miles in there. The, yeah. the, the good dogs would, would would catch a ride. <laughs> the young dog would have to walk, but yeah. but it you know it was quite a sight to see, and and um, you know it just. You know, shaggy little things. Um, a lot of people like Airedale, uh, pointer type crosses. Okay. Uh, you know, Catahoulas, of course, were pretty popular for a while. Um, there's some plots here. Uh, there's some walkers that some people have dipped into. Um, but like I say, the, the more true hound type dogs, if you don't cross them out, they don't do that well here. Okay. Just, we, we don't have the, the terrain for them. You know, you yeah. end up losing them mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, a lot of people like, like the sight hounds, like the greyhounds and the whippets. Okay. Um, and they, they'll, they'll cross those with whatever, you know, they're, they're pretty much a mixed bread dog. They, most guys hunt with whatever is going to be a hog. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there, you know as 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 well as anybody, you can't make a dog want to hunt. I mean, it's oh no, 
yeah, you know, they're either going to hunt or they're not. You can't teach them. I mean, you you teach them the obedience part of the whole deal, mm-hmm. and and to you know to mind mind you and stuff like that. But it, it's same with a bird dog. I mean, they're either going to hunt or they're not. Yeah. You know, they, you can't you can't put the go in them. You know, it, I always say I'd, I'd rather they go because I can I can slow them down and and even better now with you know with all the yep. with all the technology that we have you know you can you can woe them yep but you can't make them go exactly but but yeah those sight hounds those those little those little whippet dogs are real popular here they're mm. fast you know these guys want a fast dog that can get up in there and catch them and they're you wouldn't expect it but they're kind of greedy little buggers they you know they're fragile. They're 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 so small, right? And yeah. I mean, not like height wise, but they're just so fine boned and thin yep. and thin skinned that they you know they're they're they look fragile, but they're they're tough little buggers, you know. Um, so a lot of people hunt with those, um, okay. and of course, you know, a lot of pit bull, mm-hmm. frosties, bull bull type dogs, um, American bulldogs. Uh, had there was a bunch of people who were trying those, but you know, then those are kind of big, right? Yeah. So now they don't they don't get through our thick stuff too easily, and gotcha. it's hot and it's hot and muggy and you know, so they don't do quite as well in the in the heat and mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but you know, I mean, the cowboys that work on the ranch and stuff, I mean they hunt with whatever their stock dogs are, right? Healer mm-hmm. and border collie crosses and, you know, whatever, whatever will go, whatever will be a, be a hog pretty much is what people use over here. It sounds you like know? the, it's, it sounds like Hawaii is very similar to like Australia and New Zealand. I mean, which you have exactly. a lot of similarities with being islands and, and ha- having a hard time mm-hmm. getting dogs, but right. it sounds like a, it's very similar. Very similar. Um, I mean, the pigs in New Zealand are the same pigs as the ones here. I mean, yeah. it's the same people that, you know, it's the same people that 1,600 years ago were, were exploring the world mm-hmm. <laughs> on their little canoes. And, you know, they did the same thing, right? They 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 settled over there in New Zealand and, and stuff. So if you look at, like, if you look at our hogs, they're, they're not, we don't have in general, we don't have the 300 pound hog, you know, a a good size boar hog. Your, your average big hog is in the 250 range. 250 is a big hog. That's still over here. You know, average is like 180 to 200, Mm -hmm. 230, you know, but we, our hogs have teeth Mm -hmm. compared to, I mean, our hogs have long cutters. I mean, long teeth. <laughs> you know, and that's all the my friends who come over here and, and from the mainland. They're like, man, look at the teeth on those things. I mean, they, you know, are, they just grow grow the teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, Wonder why that is. I mean, I I it, I think it's a breed thing. Okay, I think it's 
just because you look at those hogs in New Zealand, they got that teeth too, right? Mm-hmm. I I think it's it's a breed kind of a thing, gotcha. you know. And and those bigger hogs are probably a, a lot older than the two hundred pound hog in Tennessee that's been eating all the acorns and corn that he wants, right? I mean, yeah. And and those hogs over there. Like in Texas and stuff, you know, a lot of them have a lot more recent domestic influence, right? Yeah. You know, of of the more domestic type pigs, and and that's the only thing that I can think of that you know, it, I think it's just a breed thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, yeah, our hogs have, have big teeth. I mean, they they have upwards in the four or five inch. Uh, you know, Jeez. I, I mean, they'll, not kidding. yeah. And then some of that, like in the forest, you will, will have some that, I mean, I, I seen them where they just curl all the way back and, and get back in, into the jaw, it's mm-hmm. like on the backside. And, and that's because of what they eat. They eat those tree ferns and, and it just kind of rots the wetters off of the, you know, the top one. And that, that top, the, the tusk on the top is is like the the sharpening stone, right? Yep. And and if that's not there, then bottom ones will just continue to grow. Mm-hmm. So those get broken off or rot rot in, and and so those those bottom teeth start to grow a lot longer, and they just don't line up right, and so they don't get wore down like they're supposed to. Gotcha. You know, and so and as the hog gets older, of course, it gets you know, worn out. So mm-hmm. then they start growing longer, but, but yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. I don't know. I, like I said, I, I just enjoy anything with dogs and I yeah. enjoy hearing, hearing, hearing a good bay. And I mean, it, it gets your blood pumping because oh, you know sure. that, you know, when it's a big hog, it's, it's dangerous for, not only the dogs, but it can be for you too. And, you oh, know, definitely. ultimately you don't want to get a dog hurt. And I mean, and they do, they, you know, they get cut. And even these little bargers that are like little, I mean, they're not that little. The, the ones I have are like 30 pounds, right? They're, yeah. they're at the, at the, the big end of a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you know, the, the bargers have a lot of streak in them and, so yep. they they got a lot of mountain cur in them, and but they're they're quick. I mean, they're in and out like <laughs> like you, know, you can't hardly catch those things if they don't want you to. Yep. <laughs> They'll be right there, and you reach down, and they're like eight feet away from you mm-hmm. like in a single leap. And you know they're like that with those hogs. I mean, they they'll get in there, they'll they'll bite them to stop them. When that hog turns around, they'll get in the front of him and just bay him. And, and as soon as he even thinks of making the move at him, they're, I mean, they're out of there, right? They, they don't like to get caught. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they're smart but, enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't like to get caught. I, you know, there's there's some cameras here. Um, there's a guy who brought in a, a bunch of camera dogs. And they do well, too. They're a little bigger dogs than, yeah. than what what i have and and um 
my brother-in-law had a couple of them that he was using on hogs and catching wild cattle and stuff like that with them. And I mean, they're, you know, the camera dogs are, or a stock dog is as much as anything else, you know, I mean, not stock, but it's there. That's what they were. Multi-purpose. Right. They're multi-purpose dogs. That's what they're made to do. I mean, Mm. Mr. Barger used to tell me that his, his dad used to have those white dogs and mountain cur dogs that would go round the cattle up to come in to go milk in the afternoons and in the morning. And I mean, they, mm-hmm. they do it all right. They day hogs with them and they squirrel hunt and coon hunt at night and <laughs> yep. did everything. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I learned a lot from him and especially on, on breeding and how to breed. And mm-hmm. I mean, all, all that I've learned is, I'm sure not even a smidgen of what he, what they knew. I mean, Robert, we went down to Robert's and met with Mr. Cameron and talked with him and he's, he's a wealth of knowledge too, you know? know. (laughs) I enjoyed, I really enjoyed talking to Robert. This podcast has given me the chance to talk to a lot of really cool people, a lot of knowledgeable people. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, You got to get, you got to try and get, like Jody Mullins or somebody that mm-hmm. who are you? There was a there was um, a podcast that you were talking to. Oh, the the Cajun, yes, the one with the Cajun and and um, I was sitting there and I was listening to that one. I just listened to that one last week, I think, and and he was saying how the 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 cameras cross good on those Mullins dogs. Well. Mm-hmm. And if you look at a lot of those mullins, they have a lot of camera dog in them too, right? And so, it, if you look yep. back in their pedigree, you know, way back when, and so does the barges. Yeah. The barges have, have some of the good cameras that was back then. Yep. You know, now that's, you know, the, that's the funny thing is you start talking to people that have had these lines for a long time, especially mm-hmm. a lot of these guys that were from Tennessee or right around there. They all kind of exchanged breeding stock yeah and kind of you know outcrossed to each other's lines and then they would go yeah. right back in definitely a lot of the a lot of the proven lines that are still around today that have been around for a long time there's a lot of similarities right. and a lot of commonality of the blood that's in them yeah yeah and you know and like i say when i was listening to that you know to him calvin talk i was that's what was running through my mind. I was thinking, it's like, yeah, you know, they're, they breed well together. Because mm-hmm. now, I mean, even though he's, he's calling it an outcross, which, you know, it's a, it's not a recent, you know, it is an outcross because it's not that recent, but, mm-hmm. but yet, you're still going back to yep. what's in there already. Yep. You know, what's already has been in there too, you know, and, and like, exactly, it's interesting. It's, it, it to me, it's really interesting. Oh, I know. That's yeah. I've really enjoyed the people that have bred dogs and and getting to talk to them and pick their brains about how they've bred dogs and. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, I've yeah. learned a lot. Yeah, you know, our generation. I mean, I mean, you're, I'm sure, a little younger than I am. I, but you know, just there was always that that like it was a no-no to line breed or mm-hmm. inbreed or you know and 
But if you really look back in history, that's how all these breeds were made. I mean, the, yeah. the English pointer, the English pointers. If you look at the history on that, I mean, they were line bred and inbred and called hard. That's the, right. There is right. There's the key. You just mentioned it, and it's the problem that we have today. And I'll probably ruffle a few feathers, and I don't care because it's the mm-hmm. truth. And I'm not saying it you is. have to cull the way people used to cull. I'm not saying you got right. you got to have a bone pile. But removing <laughs> right. removing the subpar dogs from the from the gene pool is one of the yeah. most important parts. But the problem Definite. is we don't do that as a, as no. a whole collectively we don't remove not them. A, yeah not at all so you know one one of the things that bill barger just was like his pet peeve was he did not like an ill dog a, a dog that mm-hmm. would growl or snarl at him snarl at him i mean yep. you know he, he he liked the dog that's gonna sit there and protect his property and stuff like that but i i know he he did not like he didn't raise those kind of dogs. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, his dogs were family type, you know, they were, they were work dogs, but yet, you know, they, a lot of the guys that have them, they have them in the house, you know, yeah. they're, they're with the kids and, and he didn't, he did not, he, he called them an ill dog. Right. But he didn't like those, those mean dogs. Yep. He made sure that he did not put any of that as far as th- that he knew into that and, Definitely. but yeah I mean you, in the history I mean calling is <laughs> was part of it yep. and and that's I mean it's it's really becoming harder and harder because of all these animal rights people and all of this stuff that happened I mean just with with everything well it's you know great. just like I said you don't have to mess up a bone pile but no, the no. the animal rights crowd and the rescue crowd they have ingrained it into people's heads that when you buy a dog it's a lifetime commitment it's like if the dog right. doesn't work then it can't stay because it's not for right. its and, purpose and if it and doesn't it, work for me it doesn't mean that it's not going to work for somebody else exactly as as far as you know like you know i like I said, I, I've been listening to your podcast and a lot of those guys, the, the bear hunters and stuff, he may not be a bear dog, but he might be a hell of a coon dog yep. or, you know, he might make a squirrel dog. Mm-hmm. And so you can, you know, you at least give them that benefit of the doubt. Right. And, yep. and, and I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, but yet as, as a, as a whole, I mean, you know, that's not something that, you would want to reproduce, right? So, mm-hmm. so you know, how do you tell that person that you're giving it to or selling it to? It's like you know, don't breed it because a lot of people don't don't real. And here, I mean, over here, it's it's hard. I have a hard time with with a lot of guys um, just trying to educate them on that because yeah. you know, um, I mean. I, I see a lot of it at work. I mean, there's a lot of these uh, little fancy breeds that people are making. And, you know, a lot of these things have been made in the past 10 to 20 years. Mm-hmm. 
you can't make a breed in in the twenty years. Yeah, with with <laughs> with ten dogs mm-hmm. or two dogs in your kennel. You know, you know. I mean, that's that's just not the way to do it. Yeah, and and it's hard. I mean, you see a lot of defects, and but yet these people are paying upward in the thirty five hundred. Four thousand, five thousand dollars for a puppy oh, yeah. for these things. So when they get them, they're thinking they're going to breed it and sell a few litters of puppies for three thousand dollars too. And yep. how do you know? How do we, as as an industry, you know, tell these people? It's like you know, this may not be a good one for breeding. I mean, they make a great pet and yep. all of that, and without hurting their feelings, and just totally, <laughs> you know. Exactly. It's, it's rough, you know. I'm, yeah, we battle with this all the time. Mm-hmm. Just talking with my boss about this, and not even about dogs. It was it was about some cattle. Okay, just yesterday. <laughs> you know, just, now, how how do we tell these people? Out of curiosity, you said you mm-hmm. know with the import importation of dogs and well of anything being uh, so hard. Do you guys do a lot of AI? Like importing semen? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We are starting to do a lot more, actually. Um, we, we at our clinic, we do, for sure. Um, a lot of these guys are, uh, we just did some, oh, what is that big, the Turner and Hoots dog, that big. Uh, Duga uh, de Bordeaux. Yeah, yeah. One of those, one of those dogs, we just did one just kind of lately too and uh, mm-hmm. I mean you know this, this, I can sure. say we see a lot of cool dogs a lot of people have really nice dogs here don't get me wrong it's not that they're all breeding these crooked legged dogs but yeah. uh, but you know it it like I said it, they're not the everyone that is born is being sold right mm-hmm. and if you look back in history on a lot of these working dogs and, and any kind of dog, you know, they only, they had a little more pride into what they were selling and they wouldn't, you know, they would call the, the ones that are not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the mountain curs, if they had too much white, well, they weren't a mountain cur. Yep. <laughs> they just weren't, weren't going to get registered or even, you know. A lot of times they didn't make it. That. Right, they just didn't make it, but but yeah. So AI is is um, becoming a lot more popular, mm-hmm. um, bringing in both fresh chilled and uh, frozen semen. Mm-hmm. Uh, fresh chilled is a little bit more challenging for us, just because we're depending on FedEx, right? Yep. There's there is there is no overnight mail or FedEx to Hawaii. You know, it's two days at best. Yeah. Oh, you know, when you're dealing with that, it's really time sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, and almost always, it's going to end up where you, the, the timing is going to be on a weekend where you need to bring them <laughs> on Saturday or Sunday, right? Yeah. And, and, and there's no Saturday delivery here for FedEx. Jeez. We don't have, they they won't deliver on Saturday. So if they send it out on Thursday, sometimes it'll, I mean, sometimes it's 
it's good. Depending where it comes from, like sometimes it'll get here overnight from somewhere like Texas, but it but it it won't get here from California. It's it, it's weird because from from Texas it goes back to uh, Memphis and then it comes to us, right? Okay. I mean the hub is in Memphis, so the way that they ship these things across the country it goes yep. a lot of times it goes backwards before it comes here right mm-hmm. so you know it's, it just kind of depends sometimes we get it overnight like we'll get it in the afternoon here yeah. um but most times we we tell our clients that you know don't expect it overnight mm-hmm. you know be happy if we get it tomorrow morning <laughs> or the next morning you know yeah. So um, he would almost be better off to plan ahead and, and try and get frozen semen if possible yeah, yeah, yeah. The frozen semen is probably better, but yet it's a little harder to to get them bred sometimes. Yep. Now your your window is even smaller yep. with your with your timing. So yeah, it, it's fun. Just different challenges. <laughs> it, it, there's a lot of challenges. It, we, you know, we deal with a lot of different challenges, but yeah, we're here. We're at the mercy of the shipping, right? Yep. You know, for everything. So even, I mean, even like our a lot of our cattle that is born here, a lot of it goes back to the mainland. They they get shipped back. They really? either go on a boat, they either go for a boat ride on Mastin, or they take a plane and they they fly them, fly them over. Interesting. Um. So yeah, a lot. And this, these are the wieners, so they they send wean wean cattle back okay. over there to the mainland, and then they'll go through the the motions over there, and mm-hmm. you know raising up, and then going going onto the feed yard and and stuff like that. But crazy, you know, it's it's wet here. We 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 cannot really grow the grain and stuff here. So all our feed, everything is imported. Yeah, so it's it's expensive getting worse and worse with all these fuel charges that that just boggles Mm -hmm. my mind like how that pencils out to make anything profitable and make sense well as far as as far as the cattle ranches go they don't they do not sorry i i can't say they do not feed but it's a very minimum that they they ever feed we have grass all year long, pretty much. Oh, yeah. I mean, now, when it's the drought time, like now, yeah, they're squeezing, but they're not out feeding, you know, throwing bales of hay out in the wintertime like how they would do in Wyoming and Montana. And, yeah. you know, we always have feed on, on the big ranches. So as far as the feed bill part of it, it's, it's pretty minimal. Okay. You know, of course, they, they feed a little bit when they wean mm-hmm. and get them because – you know, basically, when they wean, they feed, get them, get them kind of acclimated to eating the feed and stuff, and then they're going to go on a container and yeah, and take a trip over to the mainland, right? So, gotcha. I mean, so the the feed bills are are kind of minimum. Okay. They're they're generally not feeding a bunch of cattle. Mm-hmm. You know, interesting, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it can get quite expensive. Dog food is expensive. I mean, I don't know what you guys pay for a bag of dog food over there, but it's, you know, the cheap, the cheap stuff is like 30 bucks over here. So 
right now, I think sticker price on a bag place I get is like thirty nine ninety nine or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's probably about the same. Then for for the little high better dog food, right? I mean, mm-hmm. not feeding friskies anymore. <laughs> you can <laughs> buy drink. You can buy cheap dog food for probably about twenty bucks a bag. Right. Right, yeah, like a bag of dog chows, I think twenty, somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. See, so here it's about twenty, twenty, twenty six or twenty seven over here. Gotcha. The last I looked for that so stuff, like easily buy a, a little bucks more. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, then but then you get into the real fancy stuff. It's like a hundred bucks a bag, you know, <laughs> like the science diets and yeah. the I'm stuff like that. It's yep. like how you know. It's great if you have one little fifi in your house yeah. to feed, but you got a you got a bunch of hounds there. <laughs> you got a kennel full of dogs, and they go through a bag a week. It's mm-hmm. kind of rough. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a challenge living here in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, but it sounds awesome. Like I said, I, I, my wife and me, we've been talking about coming to Hawaii for. Yeah, you, you know, guys gotta come. Of, one of those big trips that we want to make probably maybe for like a 10 year anniversary or something. And, uh, yeah, I yeah. told her, I said, when we go, I said, I'm going hog hunting. And she's like, are you serious? And I said, yeah, cause we're <laughs> yeah. probably only going to go to Hawaii once or twice ever. So. Right. Right. <laughs> so I'm, well, I'm you gotta come go. to the big Island. You gotta come to the big Island to do that. Um, I mean, you can, you can hog hunt on Maui and Maui has, has some guys over there, but, uh, for the most part, the big Island Hawaii Island itself. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big Island. <laughs> it's bigger than, than what most people imagine. Yeah. You know, um, I have a friend in Tennessee who, who thinks that if the volcano starts <laughs> erupting, you can only run down to the ocean, turn around and run back up. <laughs> I, I, I know he doesn't truly think that, but he teases me about it all the time. He's like, you know, yep get down to the bottom what are you going to do <laughs> he says he, and, you know he's, he's always getting on me about seizing hogs with the hair burned off from the volcano <laughs> and <laughs> like man not that small <laughs> yeah you know but yeah it's, awesome. it's a big island where it, it takes you all day to drive around it okay <laughs> yeah and, and most people who come are kind of in awe and and if you're kind of the outdoors type person i mean we don't we might not have the waikiki beach that is two miles long of white sand but we have you know nice beaches here Mm -hmm. to go to and and, but we have the the big mountains and and a lot of big country to see you know and every island Every island has its own its own beauties. Uh, you know, Oahu is where Honolulu is at, and it's a you know there's a big huge city there. But when you drive around a little bit, and there's some beautiful country to see there too. I mean, all those high steep like just ridges that are like a razor's edge. You know, I mean, things are. I mean, it's just awesome to see, but. I, I'm not really into millions of people, so I kind of stay away from most of the time. <laughs> I don't blame you. 
Yeah, yeah. You you mainly coon hunt or? Yep. Is that what you do? That's mainly like, what I do. Yeah. yeah, I was I was interested in those leopards a few mm. years ago when mm. I was into the Catahoulas and you know because you know how it is. People say oh they're kind of the same, but yet they're not, and this and that, and like I said, coming from here, we we've, we've never seen a lot of a lot of those curb type breed dogs, you know. Yeah. And the way and, I describe it to people <laughs> is leopards and catahoulas. It's like an Australian shepherd and a border collie. They're they come in a lot of the same colors. They're very similar mm-hmm. in build. Very similar in function. Uh, they, yeah. They they share some similar history, but they're two different breeds. They they work stock both a little differently. Right. Same with the catahoula and the leopard. Um, leopards have been bred to basically be a tree dog for the last sixty years. Catahoulas mm-hmm. have been bred to be more of a stock stock slash hog dog. Yeah. And while some will tree, most are not natural tree dogs, especially if they can't see it. Right, right, and they and and they're more of a silent dog, and the, yes. the leopards are a little leopards tend to be a little more open. Yep, you know, yeah. Like I was telling you the other day, I went and hunted with that guy in Kansas, and mm-hmm. and I can't for the life of me of remember his name, but it would probably um, be. In- Dennis Pruitt. Yeah, that's who it was. That's what it was, Pruitt. Um, and he, he, we went out one night with him and kind of walked around it. His dogs are huge, but his dogs looked like those dogs that I used to see in the pictures in Full Cry. Yeah. You know, from from Mister McDuffie. Yep. But man, that thing had a mouth on him, like like a walker hound. I mean, he just had that. That he had mm-hmm. that big mouth, you know. Yeah, yeah he, he sounded like the other one. It, mm-hmm. You know, he, we hunted with two different dogs that night, and they both sounded the same. I mean, you know, we they went over across a little creek over there, and they treed over there, but we never could get to them. We couldn't get across the the creek, and I don't know. It, it we just <laughs> went for a short time. My 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 son was in uh in bowling and i took him over to kansas for a bowling camp kind of a thing and i said hey let's go meet this guy right (laughs) that's my mo right i go somewhere it's like hey let's go meet this guy try and call him and see and he's like yeah that'd be cool so we went out with him that one night and and like i said we went down to arkansas on that same trip and met uh this guy mike paul who Mr. Barger had uh, introduced me to, and he he's a heck of a guy. Um, I learned a lot from him, and got some good dogs. He's got Bargers, he's got mm-hmm. some mountain cur dogs, and but he's I mean he's just a hunter. He doesn't yeah. breed, you know. He breeds when he needs some a litter, and and he would get a dog or two or a pup or two from Bill, and yeah, you know. Same thing. I mean, they didn't always make it, but the ones that did, they were they were great dogs. I mean, he squirrel hunted and coon hunted with these things, and mm-hmm. we had, we had a blast with him. I I've been down over there with him a couple of times, actually. Cool. How many times have you been over here? We 
Um, a few times. Like I okay. said, I've hunted in Arkansas twice with Mike and hunted with Dennis in Kansas that one time. Um, uh, my wife and I actually, I mean, <laughs> like I say, when I say we're like family with the Bargers, we mm-hmm. we bought a piece of property across the street from them <laughs> over there. We don't have a house yet, but we have, we, we bought five acres just so that we can have as our retirement uh, somewhere to go and, and visit. I, we love it over there. I, I swear I was born in the wrong state. I should have been born <laughs> somewhere in the South in about probably 50 years ago or before I was born, but <laughs> just funny. not in the right, the right era over here. But, um, out of curiosity, yeah, I, do they call you rednecks in, in Hawaii or do you got another? <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't no, not really. I guess they would call me a redneck. Because <laughs> you kind of sound like a redneck. If if we if we were, I mean, if if that's what they called us, that's exactly what we we would be for sure. Uh, you know, <laughs> we're nothing fancy, that's for sure. Uh, you know, we we're fortunate to live here and and call this place our home and. No, <laughs> just as much as anybody anywhere else oh, no. is the way I I see it. But, oh yeah, yeah. No, and you do a lot yeah, of hunting, would, That's for sure. We would be the yeah the rednecks of this place for sure. The hillbillies, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ain't nothing wrong with yeah. that. No, no, not at all. Um, there there should be a few more million of us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think in this country right now we're hurting I think mm-hmm. but yeah it's fun we we hunt a lot we we archery hunt I, I bird hunt I, so the archery hunting mainly for the sheep and uh, those Spanish goats that we yep. have here yeah no it's it's fun I mean I, I enjoy meeting people and talking with people and and you know, I, just through my dogs and my hunting, I, I made so many friendships. Yep. It's um, it's just amazing. You know, you, you wouldn't think, I mean, we're way out here on our own. It's not like we can get in the car and drive, you know, drive to Arkansas or drive to Montana. You know, we got to get the expensive plane ride over to wherever we yeah. go. And, and to be able to have met all these people people and you know i i can't say that i've met too many that i don't enjoy talking to and i've made so many friendships with these dogs it's unreal and yeah it's funny i'm like me and my wife start talking about going somewhere like i said about hawaii and Mm -hmm. i'm like where do you want to go and she's like let's go you know last summer we went down to tennessee and at that point i hadn't really started the podcast and but I still, mm-hmm. I still went and talked to somebody. Um, I, you know, the one night I was gone for like four hours or four or five hours. Right. And, you know, I went to, to a guy's house, met him in person. We'd talked on the phone. I saw his dogs and we stood there and for about three hours mm-hmm. and talked. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I think if yeah. I went back, I, I could probably not do anything else but visit with people that I've met through dogs now and especially the podcast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and there, I mean, in Tennessee, you're in the 
over there in that crab orchard, Harriman, Crossville area. I mean, pretty much like, like Robert and Bill told me that first time that I went over there, he's like, you can put a stake in the ground and run a string 50 miles radius around there. And that's pretty much where them bison and mountain cur dogs were, were made. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, it, as, for the most part, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, all those people there, you know, uh, all, all the, all the, the big time mountain curs were yep. started in, in that area during mm-hmm. the depression. Right? I mean, that's, that's where it is. So, yeah. You go down there, you're going to be able to talk for a month yep. with all kinds of people. There's, and there's so many good people, you know, Tim Cosby, like I was telling you mm-hmm. down there in Alabama, he's a stand up guy. He's really a, a nice man. Um, yeah. And like I said, it makes a heck of a turkey call if you're in the turkey <laughs> hunting. <laughs> he he, he makes some, some good turkey calls. We got some turkey calls over here, and and yeah, and even with turkey hunting, you know, I never turkey hunted um, growing up, and that's how a lot of this relationship started with these people on the mainland was because of that turkey federation yeah. conference that we. We had, um, I was hunting on, on, on a ranch pretty steadily, a local place over here. And, and Rob Keck, who was the, the main guy in the Turkey Federation at the time, he, he and a couple of friends came over to go turkey hunting and, and they asked me to go pretty much guide them on the ranch. And, <laughs> and I, like I said, I never turkey hunted besides going out at night and shooting him out of the tree as a kid, right? <laughs> you know, we've never called a turkey or anything yeah. here, but I mean, we got tons of turkey. We got great turkey hunting. We have real grands here. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and it that started a whole different avenue there. I got into turkey hunting and it's fun. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> you do a little bit something of everything. Else. Yeah, something else to do. Yeah, it is. I, we do a little bit of everything. You know, like I said, I got a couple of, I got a Brittany and I got a German short hair that we upland bird hunt with and enjoy doing that. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know for, for me, like I said, most, it's all about the dogs. I, oh, yeah. I just, whether it's a good pointing dog working yep. or a hog dog or whatever, what I'd love to do on my bucket list is go on, on a bear hunt. Uh, Come on. Uh, a hound bear hunt, <laughs> like, like listening to those guys in in uh, what was it, North Carolina? Yeah, on your thing, those those big bear that don't go up the tree. Oh yeah, that would be. I would be into that. I yeah. I, I know it's dangerous and all that, and and not really to. to I, I don't really even care about killing a bear, but I I would love to just be on a hunt. You know, be there, honey, mm-hmm. just to just to see how it it goes it, it it would be so much fun i think oh yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah i i hunted rough. cat in in i hunted bobcat with with a guy um in arkansas cool with hounds that i i never knew that that you could have a walker uh they have like running walkers yep that they use on those bobcats i never knew that you could have a pack of walkers that that minded their master <laughs> that well <laughs> I mean, he, it, they were like, 
they they handled so well. It was yep. amazing. And I'm trying to think of his name. I can't think of his name. Um, but apparently they they had a they were one of the kind of more not not famous, but they were they were they were known mm-hmm. for their dogs. They had they have good pack of dogs anyway. Yeah. Um, but that was fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> the the I, end. I, I want the, to do that for sure. The the very end result of the the hunt was a little. I, those those cats don't treat okay in, in Arkansas, mm-hmm. and the dogs catch them. Yeah, and so the very end of it was a little, <laughs> a little not r- real sporty, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, so so you never, I we never really could get to the cat. Gotcha. When they were still alive, right? Mm-hmm. But man, those dogs—they were—they were. It was awesome just listening to the race, and and I mean, yep. they chased through those briars for a couple hours before they finally get them, right? I mean, just yep. doing circles and circles. But down there, they don't tree. Mm-hmm. He says he said that they rarely go up a tree. Yep, is what he told me. And um, yeah, it, it it was a lot of fun, and they do it at night. Definitely. <laughs> And there's so many yeah. different things to hunt with dogs and mm-hmm. and that's part of the reason I like doing this is I've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of people and been invited a lot of places and right. and I hope to make right. it everywhere because just to see how different people do things yeah you know you can take yeah. things you know I'm, I'm not a cat hunter but maybe I might pick something up or I'm not a hog hunter yeah but, you know you pick something up For from sure. somebody for so. sure, just I mean, if if nothing else, just how they handle them or mm-hmm. or anything. I mean, like I said, I mean he, Glenn was his name. Uh, Glenn would like when it's when he's like ah, they're just messing around or they're they're not gonna they're not gonna run this one, <laughs> and he just he took the horn of his truck like three times, and I I swear in five minutes all them dogs are in the box. Yep, they were back. <laughs> and <laughs> I, was, I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, I, no I mean, I can't hardly do that with my dog, <laughs> you know. And yeah. I mean, of course, every one of them had a had a had a garment on them, and and but I never saw them use it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I yeah, when they're pups, you you got to use them once in a while. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why they're made of things. But man, it it was impressive. <laughs> I just talked to some mounted fox hunters, the huntsmen mm. that actually take care of the hounds and are in charge of the hounds. And, uh, they have the one guy, his pack of hounds that he has, he's got roughly 80 hounds. They take like 40 to 60 dogs <laughs> out. And he's like, I just got 10 T5 collars. He goes, before that, we had one Garmin collar. He goes on it, went on one dog. Otherwise, nothing else gets a collar. And he's like, we, we rarely lose dogs. <laughs> wow. I, I was, I was blown away. Like, yeah, 
amazing yeah yep and i'm like i got three and i can't get the three to do what i want all the time (laughs) right Right? yeah it's it's crazy but i you know a lot of it has to do with how much time you have to to spend with them and how much boot boot leather you wear off out in the field because you know, you can have the best dog in the world, and if he never gets out there to see the game that he's supposed to hunt, he he's never going to be any better than the kennel he's sitting in. Exactly. And, and you know, unfortunately, most most people have a real job, and a and you know, when yeah. I say a real job, it's, you know, you're not a hunting guy that's hunting for a living, right? I mean, yeah, you, you have you have a job that you have to go to and, and every day. I mean, you know, that, that's a nice thing, I guess, about, you know, being able to coon hunt and stuff, because a lot of that is in the evening or at night or whatever. But yeah, you know, you start having, having a family and, and, you know, you gotta have a really yeah. understanding wife. You're going to be out. You're going to be out all the time, you know? And, so uh, most people aren't able to to make a dog what what he needs, you know, what he can be. Exactly. And, and, that's, and that's why we're going to segue this. Garmin needs to come in here and sponsor me so I can go hunt more. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Somebody needs to sponsor. I'm just thinking Garmin because Garmin's like one of the big, the big guys. Garmin. Right. Of course. I, yeah. I need you. Yeah, exactly. You know, throw in a collar here and there or something. <laughs> Do you want to sponsor this I, podcast? You know, so that way I can uh, hunt and not have to go to work. Uh, I will travel we, and talk to anybody that you want me right? to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I have a, um, I have a, a friend who, she's a, she's a lady and, and she's, a, um, she's a cattle rancher. She, she's, uh, longtime family rancher and and she has some outstanding cattle stock dogs mm-hmm. and every you know and and she uses the it used to be tritronics but now it's garmin i mean garmin owns them and yep. and she was talking about something one day and i told her i said you know garmin ought to put you on and because i mean she'll stand there and her dogs will be standing there i mean the it would be the perfect commercial picture you know yeah <laughs> To put on a magazine or something, you know how they put those those coon hounds on the on the magazines with the with the Garmin collar around the neck and yep. and I thought, man, you ought to call Garmin and tell them, <laughs> hey, they need to get one of your pictures for their ads, man. Send you a couple new collars or something. Yep. I, you know, talking about Garmin, I still run the DC thirty collars. Really? <laughs> yeah. I have three DC-30s that are still running. I, I changed the batteries on them once, but, I, I mean, I've taken really good care of them, and mm-hmm. they are great. They work really good in our, you know, when, what was the one after that? Was it the, the 40? The 40, that, those that was horrible. Didn't, yeah, they didn't work really well. They didn't have the, the antenna up on the top, right, the um, mm-hmm. the DPS antenna. Um, and then I have, I, I have like one of the, the minis now, the newer mini, the, okay. what is that? 
P P five or whatever P mm-hmm. five mini or whatever it is. But but yeah, I I still run the DC thirty. <laughs> they work they work well for me, and they're still going. That's go. all that matters. Or <laughs> crap out. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, it would. It, yeah, but yeah, I, you know, again, I I enjoy listening to your podcast and well, I appreciate and it. thanks for calling and talking with me. Oh, you know, yeah. it's, thanks for it's a lot of fun. I I I recognize a lot of those dogs that these people were talking about in with the with the you know the the squirrel dogs and and all those things and it, it brought back some some memories of you know sitting there. Mr. Barger's house is listening to his stories. Yeah. You know. Now he sounds like a great guy. And I, yeah. you know, I've heard it from a few people now and uh, yeah. I, I wish I would have got to talk to him. And and that was the thing, like granted I've been involved in this in squirrel dogs and for about mm. 10, 12 years. So I got started with mountain curs, but right. I didn't have a reason to call these people. So I wasn't going to like, Right. Randomly just let me just sit here and talk <laughs> to you for an hour because I have no reason. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm yeah. I was a Facebook um and forum lurker, like a lot of the guys. <laughs> so I mean I know a lot of the names, I know a lot of the people. Right. But I never talked right. to them. I so would... it's like nobody knows who I am, so I just read everything. <laughs> so Right. And yeah, and that's the same with me. I I I still don't have the Facebook. I'm I'm not on Facebook. My my wife is on it. I I don't. The my <laughs> my the go wild is as social media as I get as I get. Oh come on, um, where's your where's your TikTok and your and your Instagram? Don't have and your, no and your Twitter. Talk to the staff, so none of that stuff. <laughs> I don't have any of it. <laughs> none whatsoever. Yeah, I don't have it. Just that. I don't know. I, I just <laughs> don't like it. It's just really bad. I think. Um, I see. The, yeah. I see the pros and cons of it. Yeah, yeah. I definitely do. We do. We. My buddy and I do have a, a YouTube channel, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's that called? The Eight Hundred Eight Short Range Adventures, and it's just the two of us being stupid, pretty much. Um, you know, just just pretty much documenting some of our hunts and cool. having fun hunting. Awesome. Basically hunting and fishing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's nothing fancy or anything, but we, we have fun with it. We're, we're enjoying it. We just started that about a year or two ago and we have a few videos out. We like, we've done some Alaska hunts and cool. Uh, so we try and get as much, as we can on those hunts and it's, it's just fun stuff. We do some crazy things and just trying <laughs> to have fun. And some, yeah. It just all started out as, as us being able to video this stuff and saying, you know, when we get old, we'll, we'll be able to go watch it and laugh at how dumb we were when we were younger. <laughs> <laughs> there you Pretty go. much. That's how it works. But yeah, yeah, go check it out. It's, it's Definitely will. <laughs> It's fun. It's hard. It's, you know, like we're, we're trying to video our hunt mm-hmm. and, you know, and, but it's not easy. It's not as easy as, as a lot of people think. It's like, oh, you know, know, you just go out there. Uh, we had one guy tell us, uh, 
one night we were at the house and we we're talking and he says, you know, I give you guys credit because when I'm hunting, I'm kind of serious and everything. And you guys find the time to, you know, make jokes and, and, <laughs> uh, crack jokes. I, I, and my, my buddy Chris was, was my partner in this, in that it, it's his deal. Actually, I, I'm his partner in this thing. I, he, he's the guy who, who really, he does all the, the editing part and he puts it up on YouTube and everything. But he's like, yeah, if, if you went and hunted with us, you would know that that we don't have to try to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens, yeah. you know, I mean, but, but you know, we, we have fun. We take the, take, take the kids. My, my son is grown up now, but I take my nephew with me and, and he has his two daughters and, that we take out with us and, you know, McKaylin is starting to archery hunt and awesome. It's just fun stuff. And mm-hmm. we try and make for them and everybody. Cause in, in the end, yeah, you want to be successful, but yet I'm kind of, we're at the point where when we come home, we don't want to be grumpy about not, not having the, the best, day of hunt, you know, not yep. killing something or, or, you know, things that went, didn't go exactly how we, you know, everybody wishes to shoot that 34 inch ram mm-hmm. every time you go out, but most times you're not even going to see one. So nope, I get it. <laughs> granted, yes, the goal is hopefully to have some success, but I take my dogs a lot of times. I don't even take a gun. Success doesn't have to be measured by killing something. Right. You, you know, you want to be better yeah at, i mean you know you want your dogs to get better and 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 they're not going to get better if you if you stay home and there's going to be a lot of times that you go and especially in the beginning when you're starting to train these young dogs that yep. not they're not going to do it yep but if they can if you can get them to do it on their own like that without having you know a, a you know, starting starting on their own and not really following another dog and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Then they're gonna, in the long run, they're gonna be a way better dog. Oh yeah, you know, they're gonna turn out to be way better. A lot more independent. And when, when they get more there. confidence. And... Yeah, yeah, and that's what they need. I mean, you know, even with these hog dogs, I mean, we start them off with with the old old dogs, and and you know, you always bring a young pup with you and go and and everything and and i see that and i'm as guilty as anybody but i i see a lot of people like they they get discouraged if 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 they can't take their good dog you know like if maybe they're a female dog and and they're in heat or something and they don't don't want to take them but it's like take those pups out the you know, the ones that are started and they know what they're doing or they kind of know what they're doing yeah you might go out a couple of times and you're not going to be successful, but in the long run, they, sooner or later, that old dog is, is going to either retire or, yep. you know, somehow be out of the game and you're going to have to depend on those younger dogs. Yep. And, and they don't, they don't ever really step up until that good dog is out of the picture. A lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, and if, and if you look at what happens to a lot of, people it's just that it's like you know they 
yeah, this this younger dog, he's he's all right, but he's he's not the dog that old Ruff is, right? And mm-hmm. but then when old Ruff is gone, you have nothing else to turn back to. Then, exactly. You know, <laughs> old highball, he needs to step it up. Yep. You know, and 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 they do. You know, and then you're like, man, this, this is a great dog. You know, he, yeah. And like I say, we're all guilty of it because exactly. just we have that that feeling like we always want to be successful, and then or we feel like you know if if we only take the young dogs, they're not going to be able to learn because they cannot find their own pig or they cannot find their own coon. Or but it's like you know sooner or later they're going to have to. Exactly. And, and so. a lot of feedback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Takes a lot yeah, of good weather and time and yep. make them that way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I find it very interesting, the hunting over there, and because it's just yeah. not something that I know I thought about for a long time or ever mm-hmm. realized. And so as I've gotten older and then you find things out and it's like, whoa, that's pretty cool. And Yeah. And like I said, most people don't associate Hawaii with any kind of hunting, but we do have in in places some really good honey you know there's and 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 there's a huge hunting community here Mm -hmm. i mean there's a lot of hunters you you know you wouldn't think that they were hog hunters as there are here but there are a lot of definitely you know we're we're dodging people all the time and would not have guessed that (laughs) i thought (laughs) i thought you were one of maybe a handful no, no, no. I wish I was one of a handful. <laughs> it makes things a lot easier a lot of times, but yeah. but no, it, it's not. And uh, it's become real popular. And, 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 and there's a lot of guys here with, uh, with good dogs. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they, they have really good dogs. They, they hunt hard. They hunt a lot. They, and they're real successful. Cool. Um, you know, they, it's 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 fun. A lot of people like it. I, once you get the bug, I guess mm-hmm. that's it. Definitely. You're hooked, and that's the thing. They did. They don't quit. <laughs> there was a time when we thought, ah, you know, it's a fad. These, <laughs> these younger guys, they're gonna kind of they'll they'll start getting into the harder times where they're not catching too much, and they'll just kind of lose interest and not. But so far, that hasn't really happened. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for you, huh? Yeah, I mean it's good. It's good because you know I I much rather see these kids out there hunting and chasing pigs around and doing the plethora of other stuff that they could be getting themselves into trouble doing. Yep. So you know it's it's the same everywhere. Definitely. You know, is. all the bad things over there are here too so mm-hmm. we're, we're not naive to that but yeah it's, yeah, it's been fun talking for yeah, sure no, I've, we'll have, I've really enjoyed we'll have it to talk again. And, and for sure when you guys come over give us a call and we'll we'll get you out somewhere heck yeah so yeah and if, if i'm ever up on the east coast over there we'll have to get together for sure definitely let me know you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media 
And until next time, keep them talking in the timber. <laughs>